Audio 9 Design is a new design-focused podcast, and we're going to be covering everything art and design. Whether we're talking about the paintings of an up-and-coming artist, the history and theory of packaging design, or just our critique of the newest iPhone. Don't forget about digital design. Yes, of course. We will also be covering a lot of stuff relating to web design, from tips and tricks to interviews from great developers. And today, we're going to focus on the history of web design. Absolutely. So to talk about the history of web design, we really have to talk a little bit about the history of computing. It goes way back to the 1800s. Ada Lovelace. I'm obsessed with Ada Lovelace. Yes, she was a very cool lady. She was part of the reason I got into web design originally. Well, Ada Lovelace was a mathematician and writer who was born in London in 1815. And by many accounts, she was considered to be the world's original computer programmer. Uh, she was a brilliant lady. No doubt about it. She worked with a man named Charles Babbage on a device called the Analytical Engine. This was essentially a basic machine, which is now regarded as the first programmable computer. And it was Ada's notes on the engine that are now thought to be the beginning of algorithms intended to be carried out by machines. The first computer program. In many ways, web design could not exist without the work of Ada Lovelace. The world wouldn't be anything like it is today without her. True, true. So fast forward to the 1960s. And in between, we have a lot of advancements like the creation of chips, widespread use of electricity, and so on. And now we're in a time where we're really only just starting to have computers in the sense of what we think about today. Right. Because in the time of Ada Lovelace, we're really talking about machines which were capable of base computational functions. They used punch cards as opposed to a digital screen. There were no monitors or screens back then. They hadn't been invented yet. Right. So tell us about when web design started. Well, first, it's good to know about the internet. Can't have web design without the web. <laughs> as it seems, the web was first conceived of in 1962 when a man named J.C.R. Licklider, he actually preferred to be called Lick for some reason. That's not the name you were hoping for the first person to dream about the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I suppose not. But Lick was a computer scientist and psychologist from MIT, and he did just that. But he called it the Galactic Network. Thankfully, that didn't stick. It's sort of a mouthful. Galactic Network Design doesn't quite have the same ring to it. <laughs> Definitely not. I might have chosen a different profession if that were the case. Well, so he conceived of a network of computers, all pulling information from one another, and that thought was the basis for the Internet. Yeah, still a while until the Internet in its current form existed. Right. There was DARPA's ARPANET and RAND's coining of the term packet for a group of data being transferred between networks, but we really need to get along to the beginnings of web design. Yeah, let's get on with it then. As the story goes, in the beginning, there was darkness. Quite literally, that is. Because the first computer screens were black with just a small number of monochromatic pixels, which could be turned on or off, web design in the earliest days were equally restrictive. I'm hearing binary. And roughly when was that? That was probably about 1988 or 1989. Design back then was limited to letters and symbols. As code got more advanced in these digital computers, the ability to better control the visual output improved dramatically. Code that wouldn't have existed if it weren't for Ada Lovelace. Right. And by the 1990s, some pretty cool stuff was starting to happen. Some of our younger listeners might not appreciate this, but during that time, we went from a few scattered networks of computers 
sending the most basic of information around to significant adoption of the internet and everything that it offered. And with that came the table which already existed in the early forms of HTML. Okay, yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Well, back then we were working with technology that had not broken free of its origins. Today we have a lot of different code types which were created for the sole purpose of front-end design and making things beautiful. But back then a design would come up with the aesthetic side of things and then a developer would have to break it up into functional sections to fit the design elements into what is really just an Excel table. What do you mean by that, an Excel table? Well, let's say you had a table of two boxes across and three boxes down. I mean, today we can create whatever we want in free form, with no restriction, but back then you would have to fit your design into a table. So again, say you had a table of two boxes across and three boxes down. You would put your logo into the top left-hand box, a link in the top right-hand box, and then content into the four remaining boxes below. You couldn't avoid this type of design because there just was nothing else. Interesting. And later on, some smart person somewhere invented JavaScript. Brendan Eich, wasn't it? Brendan Eich made JavaScript in just 10 days back in 1995 while he was working for Netscape. Netscape Navigator was like the Safari web browser back in the late 90s. Geez, I forgot that some younger kids never got to experience the joy of that. And the dial-up modem taking up the phone line. Anyway, JavaScript allows for a lot more control. It let us programmers change things dynamically, whereas HTML only allowed for static design back then. When did Flash start? I would say the Flash heyday was really from about 1996, and it's still used a lot by game designers and so on. But in web design, Flash really let people start to do fun things. And not so fun things too. <laughs> yes, some atrocities in design were definitely committed in those days, but I think it's just because we finally had so much freedom of control. You had just come from the restrictive design possibilities of the old stuff, and you were now able to get into some unique design. Yes, and some people went a little overboard. Flash stuck around in a major way until about the late 2000s, early 2010s. Around 2005 to 2011 is when I remember the uproar against Flash. Right. Well, Apple said they would no longer support Flash on the iPhone in about 2007, and Google started penalising websites using Flash on their search engine. That spelled the end of that era. Yeah, I think so. They thought it was just way too bulky of a code. But then early CSS came around, sort of simultaneously. So that really gave us a new way to design. Writing in HTML, then styling that content with style sheets. And it took a pretty long time until CSS caught on. And why was that? Well, Flash was still being used, and CSS was pretty buggy at the time, as the big browsers took a while to see CSS as the preferred method. But today it's what we almost all use, in one form or another. And it's opened up a lot of doors. Mobile-friendly websites through grid of framework layouts and responsive web design, which detect how you will see the website and change based on the device or screen size that you're using. So much more flexibility. Well, we're running out of time here today, but before we go, we just have a couple of questions from visitors to our website, 10bestdesign. That's 10bestdesign.com. One fan asks, what are the top trends in web design today? Emma, any thoughts? Hmm. Well, I think that flat UI, sorry, flat user interface design, it's basically where we've taken the imagery or design that you see on a website and made it a lot simpler. You see this sort of design on Google websites and phones, and even Apple and other major players have started going that way. Yes, I think those flat illustrations are really beautiful and easy on the eye as well. I think we have time for one last question before we go. What do you think about DIY, that's do-it-yourself, website builders, 
And what does that mean for your job as a web designer? Well, there are a lot of great things out there like Wix or even WordPress to name a few. But it's really different from what we do in the web design industry. Sure, you can make a pretty informational website or display your photographs on a website, but web designers are making unique pieces of digital artwork that is able to tell a story to your clients and customers. Not to mention all the complex coding and custom design that goes into making a web or mobile application, which is becoming more and more common. So your job isn't going to be taken over by robots anytime soon, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay, well, that's all the time we have left for today. Thank you for listening to Audio 9 Design. Remember to visit us at Audio 9, that's the number 9, design.com, or visit 10bestdesign.com to learn about web design trends, news, and exemplary firms in the field. Thanks again for listening. Goodbye.